Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host, Santino Tez, for this podcast. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody that's uh, stuck around and come back to continue to listen to what it is that I have to say. And uh, to all the subscribers, thank you for uh, for uh, picking up that notification and clicking in to, to continue to listen. And um, if there's any new listeners out there, if you find this informative and listening, please stick around. And if you know of anybody else that would uh, find this informative as well and, and entertaining, uh, go ahead and forward and and um, and, and pass along. And uh, as you can see, I have a website dedicated to uh, this podcast, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. And there you will find all of my episodes uploaded as they're produced. And you'll find an area where you can leave a question, comment, concern, and please do so. I will uh, address it at the next podcast. Um, and you can also find uh, these videos uploaded at uh, All Things Medical Assistant uh, on YouTube and That Med Guy on YouTube. Um, there as well, you can leave your comment. And if you hear me on Anchor.fm, send me a um, a, uh, a a a voice message. And again, I'll um, I'll um, address your your, your question, comment, concern next week. So again, you know, thanks for listening. Um, <clears throat> like and subscribe to uh, to the channel, and let's see if we can learn something together. Okay, all right. So you know, you might be asking something. You know, you know, you're doing such a good job at. Oh, by the way, the website will disappear eventually off of the screen. So I've tried to figure out how to control it. Don't know. So I'm aware of it. But anyway, so. Um, you might be asking something. Oh, well, you know, you were you were uploading so you know regularly every week. You know what's happened? I haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. You know, I haven't had my fix. I'm jonesing for my all things medical assistant. Well, yes, true. Now I do, <clears throat> excuse me, upload every week. Um, but the way that so the way that I choose the topic that I'm going to talk about is during the week at work as a medical assistant in clinic and urgent care. I'll I'll I'll, I'll think about a topic or issue that I'm most passionate or that's affected me the most for that week. And that's the topic that I'll address, you know, on Friday. So, you know, last week, you know, getting close to a Thursday and then to Friday, I was just, you know, there's just so much out there going on right now that, that I could address, you know, the political state of the, the nation, this masking issue, the educational issue, you know, the continued rise in, in, in positive testing, you know, uh, California, Texas, all these states that are not following rules, and like in Florida, you know, they've started uh, fining a uh, hundred or I think a hundred dollars per incident or five hundred per incident that you're not wearing your mask. There's all this stuff going on that <clears throat> everybody has an opinion about. So there's just there was just too much for me to to want to pick one thing. So you know, this next week comes by and continue to listen to the news and having my experiences at work, I finally decided to. Um, to settle on two topics okay so um let's get to it and again these are two topics that i feel are of paramount right now not to say they're more important than everything else but um these are issues that are affecting <clears throat> very very significantly right now and also to affect the future close future so the first thing is is this increase in positive testing uh so let's think about this okay so let's think about a diagnostic right Medicine is very heavily diagnostic. Okay, what does diagnostic mean? It's being able to, you know, to to look at a situation and figure it out, and and be able to have more information about it. Therefore, you can better um, better uh, address it, and you know, you can you, you can you can fix it and take care of it. So, another example. So you go to school, you learn a topic, and you take an exam. Correct. So that exam is a diagnostic. You learn a subject, you take a test, you pass or you fail. It's a diagnostic of your comprehension. Now, testing is the same thing. You test a person for the coronavirus, for the COVID-19, and they come back positive or negative. That's a diagnostic. We have diagnosed, we have found a negative or positive, okay? Now, the administration has, has, has created this crazy... Um, justification that, well, you know, yes, we're having a higher uh, exposure rate in testing, uh, but that's okay because we're testing because, you know, it, it, it's okay. You know, that that makes the lower hospitalizations and the lower death rate okay. No, 
don't don't fall into that i mean listen to the words very carefully and it's just a stupid justification by saying well we do have an uprising in and positives because we're testing so it's okay that we're having because we're catching it no that is stupid just because we're having an increase in exposures or testing does not make it still okay that we have hospitalizations and uh, continued deaths i mean it's a cause and effect relationship one grossly affects the other now the testing it's the best thing out there why because we're catching the infected and we're catching the asymptomatic why is it so important to catch the asymptomatic because they in effect are out there exposing people you know they feel great they don't have any symptoms no diarrhea no shortness of breath no fever no nothing and they're out there infecting everybody and then those people come in effect come in and and then be positive right and then there you're going to see a correlation and an uprise in hospitalizations and death rates going up again. I guarantee it just because people don't understand or they're, they're, they're taking this the wrong way. So the testing is a good thing. It is a good thing across the board, obviously, because we're catching those that are sick, those that are asymptomatic. We're quarantining them. We're educating them, you know, and we're able to treat. And so, therefore, you know, we're, we're able to, to really start to learn to flatten this curve you know and the other side of that is this masking issue you know it is without a doubt public masking and social distancing and washing hands is the best way to to keep from transmitting transmitting this 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 virus you know it's it's hands down and you've got people out there that are still choosing not to mask up and why? Well, let's see. What are the stupid reasons? One, um, it, it is unconstitutional to, um, to, to control my breathing. And no, no one's controlling your breathing. Uh, you're wearing a mask. This uh, is a measure to keep uh, droplet precaution, um, to keep from, you know, uh, aerolize, uh, you know uh, uh, sending out this virus, especially sneezing-wise and all that, and other people picking it up. So it's not a matter of controlling you. No one's putting a gun to your head and saying, you have to wear a mask. But it's in the better interest of public health, you know, that we're asking to wear a mask. And all those people that are refusing to follow these rules and guidelines are the reason why the enforcement is getting so hard, is getting so tough, and getting so, um, so becoming an enforcement. Because instead of saying, okay, whether I believe in this or not, whether if it's a conspiracy or not, you know, I should just do it because it's going to make my life easy. I should just do it because it'll keep stores open. It'll keep me, it'll allow me to go, you know, leave my home. It'll allow me to travel. It'll allow me to do this, this, and that. But no, you know, for some reason, you know, and there's a certain, there's a certain population and segment out there that, that just won't stand for it. You know, no, you're not going to tell me what to do because, you know, we're the, you know, we're, we're the superior race and, you know, we don't need to do it. Well, yeah, you do, because you're the ones causing the issue where, you know, things are going to regress phases, where, um, you know, we're, we're going to, we're, the fines are going to start increasing. Uh, other people are going to have to face, you know, these, these, these uh, instituted uh, laws and regulations, when all you have to do is put on a mask for that half hour that you're out there. You know, if you follow the rules, things are going to go so much better. There's not going to be so much talk about you know, having to confine and, 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 and regressing in phases, you know, within counties that have already advanced forward, you know. So, what we have to look at is, with the increase in testing, with the diagnostic uh, finding of increased positive exposures, we can, we, can, we can quarantine them, we can educate them, you know, and they can learn to, to how to uh, keep from um, uh, uh, passing this virus on themselves. And I don't understand why people have to feel like that it's an infringement on their constitutional rights, on their constitutionality. <clears throat> you know, asking you to wear a mask uh, or is not asking you is not controlling your breathing. It's not infringing on your constitutional rights that, that's just stupid to think that let me ask you this question 
So all those people, whether you're conspiracy theorists, don't believe it's it's real, or that the Democrats, you know, the Democrats uh, created this, whatever. Fine. I mean, let's put all that aside. But let me ask you this: the exposure and death rates are very, very real. If you don't think it's true, then go visit these sites, get exposed yourself, and see see how important it is. Since you know so much better than all of us, and you're much more educated, I guarantee you, all these out there that that have an opinion about this and say that it's stupid and you can't enforce it, whatever, have no medical background at all. No medical background at all. And for those that do have the medical background that think, you know, that this is a stupid thing, and then you're just you're just upset because because you don't want to do what you're told because you have a control issue because you think that well I'm being told no 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 uh uh no again it's in the interest of public health but again so you know having to wear a mask you're controlling my breathing against my constitutional rights okay so let's look at all those people who have contracted the virus and died how about their constitutional right isn't there a constitutional right that says um, no one shall lose life or liberty due to uh, I'm not I'm not versed in, in or educated in this but isn't there one part that says uh, it is unconstitutional to take a one's life and liberty well if you in turn are not following protocol and guideline wearing masks social distancing walking around like you own the place you don't have to follow rules and you possibly being uh, an asymptomatic or you exposed and you get someone sick and don't know it and they die didn't you infringe on their constitutional right not to lose life or their liberty because yeah when you get sick and you're admitted into a hospital and definitely when you die you've taken away somebody's liberty so all you gokos out there that are thinking well it's my constitution right that I don't have to wear it where where'd you go to school Plato University I don't understand so there's masking social distancing cleaning your hands it is the way to go, the way to go. My urgent care, the urgent care clinic that I work at, which we were the first clinic to test for this, I don't think, I haven't heard of any co-worker uh, coming out for uh, with, with a positive or being infected by COVID. Because why? Because we mask, wash our hands, and we take precautions that we're asked to do. Whoa, are you kidding so we're already months into this, and the people, me, that are out there frontline testing, you know, taking care of these people that are sick, haven't been infected because we're following protocol and guidelines. Again, masking, hand washing, social distancing. Whoa. Wow. It works. You know, so for all you geniuses out there that, that are saying that all of this pressed upon you, is an infringement to your constitutionality. Well, use that, um, you know, educated bias that you claim to have sitting there talking about it, talking down to everybody else, that you're better than everybody else. Why don't you sit down and actually think about what it is that you actually know. And if you have no medical inclination, please, 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 you know what? You're the ones I need to say home. Wouldn't that be cool if there was an ordinance or or, yeah, an ordinance, so the city can 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 do it. An ordinance that says if you're if you're ignorant and don't want to follow the rules, you must stay home. And if you come out of your house without a mask, then you go to jail for 30 days. How about that? I think that's pretty cool. You know, actually, I think you know all these fines that are happening because of people not choosing to follow procedure. Damn right. And you know what? Let's triple that that um, that fine amount. You know. First fine, $1,000. Second fine, $2,500. Third fine, 90 days in jail. You know, the United States has become too soft. We have become too, um, too, uh, too fragile, or rather, how can I say, too, uh, you know, we, we've been back too, too far to people who, who complain about everything. And rather than rock the boat... And have someone find, you know, something wrong. You know, we, we, we just, we have to cater to everybody. When, when it comes to times like this, you know, public health, no. The United States and the government should take a firm stand and say, no, this is what's going on. And this is what we need to do. So you do it or you don't. If you're doing it, thank you. Appreciate it. It's going to benefit everybody in the long run. If you don't, we're going to find you. We're going to come after you. And, you know, and we're going to, you know, we're going to make sure you quarantine. We're going to fine you until you learn your lesson. Or we're going to impose 
um, uh, um, uh, we're going to impose um, incarceration uh, impunity because you just choose not to listen and because you want to do things your way. Now, so again, you know, with this uptrend in in uh, in, in testing. Um, let's not be so scared about it and let's think about it the right way. This is how we're working to keep the people safe. This is how we're working to, to, to teach people how to better care for themselves. You know, there's always talk about the evil and, and, and the more evil, you know, and there's no talk about the good work out there that's being done. There's no talk about there about all the nurses and medical assistants, nurses, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, doctors who are out there putting their lives at risk every day. And do it willingly because that's what they chose to do. And we're out there saving lives. Even CNAs, the hospitals, walk-in clinics are doing a tremendous job, are doing good work, great work. And for you to belittle that because you know better than everybody else, it just makes you a narcissist, complete narcissist. You know... It is beyond me that anybody would think that infection, hospitalization, and death rates are not real. You know, well, you know what? Look at your leaders up there, the Republican leaders, too. You know, they're starting to come along with the game. They're starting to wear masks. They're starting to understand. So why don't you follow that trend? And maybe we'll be able to, you know, get a cap on this, you know, uh, sooner than later and start getting back to living a more normal life. Now, do I think life will become normal again? Uh, no. But do I believe that we can get back to as normal as possible? Yeah. I mean, there's other laws, you know, thou shall not poop on the sidewalk, you know, or thou shall not urinate in public, or, you know, thou shall pay for goods and services when rendered. You know, I don't understand. People that, that, that go out there anyways wearing all kinds of crazy stuff on their, you know, scarves and whatever. What's the difference with a mask? It's not that it's a mask. What it is is that you can't stand being told what it is to do. You're not being told what to do. You're being asked to be part of a solution. You're being asked to be part of a better movement to take care of not only yourself, but your children and your community. Now, those of you that have no stewardship towards your community, <clears throat> you know, I wish you the best. You know, I, I can just imagine the very, very solace life that you live only congregating in and living within your own kind. And that goes for any race. That goes for any color that's ignorant. You know, I just think that's, you know, that this is a bunch of baloney. So anyways, remember, just because there's an increase in, in, in exposure and testing, that's a good thing because we're able to intercept and treat and educate. And if we can get everybody on the same page, we can continue to hold hospitalizations and death rates down. Okay, so let's not try and justify one for the other. It's a cause and effect relationship. You test positive, let's quarantine you. You're asymptomatic, uh, but you're positive, let's quarantine you. And that keeps you from infecting other people. Keep thinking that this is not a big deal. And see what happens. Eventually it's going to come back to you. You know... You could end up getting sick. Your family can end up getting sick. Your kid could end up getting sick. And then it's a serious thing. And then, you know, nobody told you, you know, whatever. Okay, so again, you know, uh, when it comes to this, um, when, it, when it comes to the social distancing, masking, you know, washing your hands, you know, respecting everybody's rights, themselves to their life and liberty, it's, it's the pinnacle of what it is that we need to do right now. So, you know, if, if, if I've upset you, if I've made sense, if, I've, if you feel that I'm part of the conspiracy, leave me a comment concerned and, and let's get a dialogue going and see if we can educate you. Uh, so part two, just take a couple of minutes to talk about is what's going on with our school system, you know. So, you know, between, you know, schools closing and this decision of online learning and teachers, you know, refusing to go back to classrooms and all that, I don't know, you know, <clears throat> there obviously, this is a very heated topic, and there's obviously um, so many points of views to, to go about.
But let's let let me tell you about mine and see if you agree. And if you agree, let me know and give me your thought, and I'll address it. And if you don't like what I have to say, come on, leave me a message, concern, and let's and let's talk about it. So, you know, I agree. Nobody should be exposed to any of this. You know, if and we were in a perfect world, you know, there we could we we could create some kind of a system or some kind of an elaborate, um, you know, a safety measure. Uh, to keep teachers safe and to keep kids safe, you know. But unfortunately, um, we can't do that. And I'll explain why in a minute. Now, our daughter, um, you know, uh, has been lucky to have been, you know, we, uh, we found a daycare to put our child in. Okay. And, and the reason why we had to do this was because, well, you know, both mom and dad need to work, you know, uh, you know, uh, we need to be able to pay mortgage to keep a home, keep a roof over her head. We need to be able to uh, incur a, a bill, uh, rather a paycheck to keep purchasing food. Um, so yeah, so find how financially stressing it is on, 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 on her mother, you know, it's, it's something that we need to look at and try to figure the best way around this. You know, how can we ac accommodate everybody? How can we accommodate the teachers and the and the kiddos? You know, you know, in the school district that I that I live or that my daughter you know lives in, it's one of the poorest districts in Washington. Apparently, I didn't know that, but we you know we do have a very good education system here. And you know, there's this. There's this uh, agreement that, you know, teachers don't want to go back because they don't want to be exposed. And that totally makes sense. But my selfish response to that is, well, <clears throat> I'm a medical assistant. I work in a clinic. And I test, uh, I assist in testing patients. You know, daily I handle uh, COVID swabbings as far as, you know, at, you know, um, Packaging them and, and transfer to the lab. There are medical assistants that are actually administering this this test, this nasopharyngeal test. So they're exposed. You know, we room a patient who who um, deceptively uh, gets into clinic and ends up saying, "Oh, well, you know, I I I think I do have COVID. I want to be tested." You know, we've been exposed. You know, I've already been exposed to quite a few patients uh, who have come out positive, uh, who later on admitted, "Well, I have certain you know symptoms." And again, because I followed protocol, PPE and everything, I'm fine. But if I have to go out there and go to work and put myself in harm's way because that's what I signed up for, meaning I can't complain about what it is that I signed up for, you know, how about the teachers? You know, you went to school, you have your, your degree in education. Why, why is it that now... You don't have to follow through with your promise that you made to the kids. Isn't that why you got into education for the children, <clears throat> for their education, especially the kids that are in, in, in a more social, economic, uh, economically uh, disadvantaged um, area? You know, it wasn't that your love or the meaning. You know, just uh, you know, just like there's teachers out there that don't want to be exposed. I'm sure there's teachers out there that uh, are okay to take on that risk because they do believe in that education. You know, that educational. Um, that 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 educational power that you know these kids need to be educated you know you know our, our daughter's five years old you know what is she going to do now that she doesn't have that that experience to go to school you know they're saying well you know you you can you can leave your kids home and and will and you'll be able to to distance teach or they'll be able to learn distance wise okay well you know i have to thank god that i have the financial means and the mother has the financial means to um to get her what she needs. How about those families that don't? How about the families that can't afford laptops, that can't afford internet, that can't afford, you know, these luxuries? What, what are you saying that it's, it's, it's all on us? It's our fault that, you know, we don't have the financial matters? It's their fault for being poor? No. You know, and then the school district comes out and says, we don't have money to run. Oh, whatever, you don't have money. You know, that's what you have the state for. That's what you have. That's why you take taxes from people, from the people in the community to run these schools. And now you don't have money. But you sure as hell keep collecting taxes. What's going on? 
You know, superintendents keep giving themselves raises. And where's the school boards in this? You don't see any, Tacoma School District, I haven't seen one uh, school board member come up and speak about anything because they're chicken, because they're scared, because they don't want to lose re-election, or they don't want to lose their spot. You know, they're leaving this hardship onto the parents. You know, the doctor who I won't mention the name for, the Tacoma Public School District, comes out and says, I cannot in good conscience uh, allow children to come in. Okay, well, let's talk about your good conscience, okay? And you sitting behind a desk and not being out there in the public and experienced people that don't have money. Because I'm sure as the health director for the Tacoma School District, you make a fairly good salary, right? So you have the, you have the resource. So if your kids, if you do have any, you have to stay home to distance learn, you can buy them laptops. I'm sure you have Internet access. I'm sure you have, you know, everything that they need, right? Cool. You've got it. But how about the families that don't have it? How are you going to do it? Fine. If, you don't, if the teachers don't want to go back because of health reasons, fine. I support that. And I totally understand, and it makes sense. But then it is your right as the education system to figure out a way, a contingency for this. You know, just because things are getting too hard now and you can't figure it out, you know, at the drop of a dime, doesn't mean that you can get away with it or rather that you don't have to think about it or yet you can hide. Again, school board, where are you? I don't see any school board member coming out to talk about it, to give their opinion, whether they're for it or against it, whatever. I don't even know because they don't make themselves known. So I wouldn't mind taking a pledge to find people that are willing to uh, run against these school board, uh, you know, these school board incumbents because they uh, apparently they don't care. So that's my selfish, my personal reason there. Now, on the other half, you know, on um, you know, uh, when it when it comes to teachers, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, I totally get it. I totally get it. Is there a better way to go through this? Is there a better way to, to figure this? Is there, can we communicate? You know, apparently, you know, this whole system, everybody, you know, everybody behind these offices, and this is, this is the way everything always happens. But there's always somebody up on top making decisions for the people at the bottom, whether it's at work or whatever, politically, whatever. And that's what it feels like here. You've got school administration making the decision for families. Rather than getting families involved, getting family opinion, family input, you know, they're making the decisions. In effect, the teachers here that were sworn to, you know, to give your child an education are making the decisions rather than getting the families involved and speaking to the families and learning their concerns. I, yeah, I know it's common knowledge that there are families out there that, that can't afford a distance learning. And they know that, not in the back of their mind, but at the forefront, you know, and they know that it's, that it's, that it's wrong. But still, it's disregarded and say, well, you know, it's up to you. I don't want to go. I'm going to stay here. Again, if you all don't want to go to work, if you don't want to be, I, I get that. Who wants to be exposed? But then you need to be more involved in figuring out how we're going to educate these kids. You see, again, earlier I talked about the U.S. not being able to handle situations because we're so far behind. Why are we so far behind other countries? Because the U.S. has lost its backbone has lost its ability to say, no, we do it the right way or we don't. No, we have to give in to everybody's opinion. We have to give in to everybody's, you know, you hurt my feelings. You know, you, you went against my, 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 my religion. Well, how about everybody else? How about everybody else that's affected directly because of this? How about their rights? You know, and, and, and since th this country has such a lack of, 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 of a backbone, here we are in situations like this. You know, apparently somewhere, I don't know if it was Japan or China, you know, they're, they've created a classroom where the desks are surrounded by uh, barriers. You know, and those kids don't look, you know, depressed. You know, they wear a mask, they have a barrier on the desk, they go to school, they learn, you know, they're, they're told what they have to do. You know, those kids are taught discipline. Not in America. Not in America. Oh, no. I don't want to be exposed, so I'm going to stay home. And I'm going to force upon the families uh, what I think is best for them. No, it's what you feel is best for you. There is a lack of parent involvement. There is a lack of community involvement in decisions that are happening for our kids. Like I said, I totally understand that you don't want to be exposed. But what I don't understand is your lack of involvement in finding a solution. Everybody up on top, you as the teachers at home... 
are not providing a logical solution, are not involving the families to be able to, to come up with, you know, come on out to the community, speak to the parents, speak to the kids. You know, maybe somebody out there has a great idea on how to better do this thing. But no, why? Well, because, you know, let's do it my way. And you know what? Number one, I agree, teachers don't get paid what they're worth to begin with. I agree, teachers don't get paid as much as they should. But come on, you know, you've, you, you've been at home, you've collected unemployment, you've done all that, you know, you've, I think you've made more money, you know, out of work than you would have in it. You know, and apparently all that's going to change now. But still, that doesn't mean that we need to disregard you know, a child's education. Maybe, I don't know, what's, what, what's, what's a good age that a kid can actually sit home and, and, and do learning? Let's say, like, what, middle school? Maybe, like, sixth grade where, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but I think about that age, they can actually mentally, you know, sit down and, and, and be responsible to take an online course. My daughter, who's five years old, is going into kindergarten? Are you kidding me? For me to tell her, hey, honey, sit down, whatever, oh, yeah, right, that's really going to hold her her attention in a home where there's a refrigerator to eat and a bed to lie down on and a TV to watch. And you're going to tell me, well, it's you're the parent. It's your just, okay, uh, yeah, I understand that. I am the parent, and it's my job to make sure she does it. But do you think it's it's a logical solution to force that on children who don't even have the um, the, 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 the capacity to, to have that, to have that, um, to have that concentration to, to do something like this? You know, you're setting the kids up to fail already. So if, if, not for the, if, if not for all the kids, the younger kids that need that attention the most, you know, let's talk about them. And the kiddos that do have the ability to distance learn without any issue. Because, yeah, I mean, colleges, I do it with, with, with my courses. The universities here are doing it. High schools are doing it. Because they have that, that capability, that ability, that attention span that responsible notion to want to do it. You do that, you tell a five-year-old, you're doing online learning, distance learning, and, you know, and yeah, I understand, you probably had a hard time paying attention in class. Let's put you in an environment that's so relaxed and expect you to have that attention span. Oh, yeah, that really makes sense. Because other people are making decisions for the families. Now, how does all this affect my life as a medical assistant? Well, you know what? I'm tired. I am tired. I am tired of ignorant people. I am tired of the conspiracy theorists. I am tired of the people that don't want to listen to um, that don't want to listen to reason. Who feel that they don't have to follow the rules? Who think it's okay to just do whatever they want? I'm tired of be, people being deceptive. You know, to see an uptick in testing and the possibility that there's going to be you know, hospitalizations and deaths bothers me tremendously because I've been doing this for 28 years and in other occupations, EMT and, and a surgical technologist, you know, I've seen, you know, the, you know, a death in front of you or you bring them back or in a, in a surgical setting, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's very emotionally, you know, draining. And yes, I signed up for it. So yes, I'm going to go every day and do my job. Every day and do my job. I'm not going to pick and choose when I want to go and why I want to go and how I want to go and, and whatever, whatever. No. I'm tired, and I'm worried. I have to worry about exposing my family because of people that don't want to listen to rules, because of people who don't want to do what they're supposed to do. That stresses me out that I have to bring this home to, you know, my home or possibly my neighbors or when I go out to, you know, just, you know, get groceries to eat. That's, that's nerve-wracking. But you know what? I signed up for it, so I shut up, and I get up, and I do it, Every week, four days a week. And you know what? I even volunteer with a community group to go out there and provide um, uh, emergency support and medical uh, response. Because I believe in what I do, and I believe that it's necessary. And I don't complain about it. That's why I do it. Now, how does this education thing affect me as a medical assistant? Well, it could possibly displace me from work. It could possibly displace her mom or her grandmother. And there's going to be a lack of, uh, of finances. And what's going to happen then? Are you going to, is the government going to pick up the slack? Is the school district going to send out a check for the equal amount to, to an income? Because 
everybody else is making decisions for families. So now, you know, we have to stress about what we're going to do for our daughter. She's already said in so many words that she misses going to school. You know, kids at that age, we know this, need that social interaction. We as adults, primarily, not just parents, but we as adults, whether we have kids or not, need to understand that we're old enough and we're strong enough to take these situations head on the right way. The right way. We just need to sit down and think about it and come up with a proper solution. And you know what? This kind of, a, of, an, un, of an unprecedented uh, issue is going to take time. You know, people seem to think they have to figure it out now, 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 now. No, you don't. It's going to take time. We have to come together and speak to each other and speak to those affected and speak to those that we could possibly affect. You know, again, I have to worry about, you know, not being able to go to work at some point or not having the money, can't make my car payment because other people want to make decisions for, for my daughter and her well-being and they want to claim to know what her best educational um, realm is. Well, hell, you haven't even come to my house to meet my daughter to learn her. And again, families, you know, whether you want your kids to go back to school because you can't handle them at home, whatever. Uh, you, uh, like I said, I understand. Nobody wants to be, you know, exposed and affected. But you know what? You have a job to do. You take tax dollars that we pay. You know, you give yourself, you know, administration superintendents give themselves raises. It is your job to figure it out. Health directors, it is your job to figure it out. Not just to sit behind a desk and say, okay, well, I'm going to talk to you about the state of the health, but not about how we're going to make this right or how we're going to make it more comp or compromise. These people aren't even willing to compromise. They just want to make decisions and force it on the family. That, my friend, to me, is unconstitutional. That putting families in positions socioeconomically, um, you know, and in any other way is an infringement on, on, on life and liberty because you corner them. You know, you take away that financial means. You take away that educational means. Don't you need education and finance to pursue life and liberty? You see, these rules cannot apply to you when it's only good for you. These rules apply to everybody because it's good for them. And, you know, if you think that you're above it, fine. You know, I, I don't know. Well, you know, I don't want to get in trouble for saying that. But anyways, okay, so, you know, if, if, I've, if I've upset you, if I've made sense, whatever, send me a voice message. Let me know what you think. I would really love to maybe get a dialogue going here. I'll announce it at the next podcast, and, and let's keep this going. Um, again, uh, my name is Santino Tez for All Things Medical Assistant. Uh, come find these episodes on allthingsmedicalassistant.com. Leave me a message, uh, anchor.fm. Send me a voice, um, a, a voice message, and um, let's let's see if we can learn something together. And again, as well, YouTube that med guy or um, all things medical assistant. Please subscribe and like and uh, be notified when the next upload comes. And I promise to to be more consistent from here forward. Okay. Again, I'm Santino Tez. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host, Santino Tez, for this podcast. And first and foremost, I want to thank everybody who's uh, returned and stuck around to continue to listen to what I've had to say. And um, I want to thank all the subscribers who picked up the notification to, uh, to, to click and join in. I do have a website dedicated to this podcast, allthingsmedicalassistant.com. There you will find all of my podcasts uploaded in real time as they're produced. And you will also find a, a little area there to, uh, to leave a comment, uh, question, concern, which I will address at the next podcast. As well, you can find uh, these videos on YouTube at That Med Guy or All Things Medical Assistant. And uh, if you're a new subscriber or a new listener, please, if you find this informative or entertaining, please continue to listen. Um, if you're a new viewer, please go ahead and like the video, hit that subscribe button, get notified with the next uh, upload, and, and hopefully we can all learn something here together. So I believe this is uh, episode 17 here in season one. 
and uh, that's pretty it's, that's awesome I'm, I'm getting some really good uh, hits on this so thank everybody for for listening uh, I really appreciate it uh, it makes me feel like uh, it's, it's affirming um, you know that what I've had to say is either rings true or um, makes sense or is agreeable again if you don't agree if you're if you're offended upset or would like to make a comment YouTube please leave a a comment um, there at allthingsmedicalassistant.com. Leave a comment there. And if you're listening to me on Apple Podcast or uh, Anchor FM dot, anchor.fm, you can leave me a voice message. And again, if you're listening to me on Apple, just please go to allthingsmedicalassistant.com and leave me that, that, um, that message and I'll address it. So, you know, this past week has been really, really, really um, interesting. It's been heavy in public or rather rather national news. Heavy in politics and heavy at work. You know, again, I do work with a uh, an urgent care, and um, it's it's the best thing ever because I get to help people in, in 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 times of need. You know, we get some very significant calls that come in, and, and it's very it's very um, satisfying to be able to help people on on level. But on that level. Though, you know, as a medical assistant, for all those medical assistants out there that are listening, or for anybody in the healthcare field that's listening, or even in 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 a, in a customer service sense, you know, the the provider or rep and customer patient relation is is very important. Obviously, it's it's the ultimate sense of customer service, you know. And one thing that I know that I try and do, and I've I've I've, I've tried to do this in the 28 years I've been in this field. Um, is give the most accurate information when I'm asked a question, be able to provide the most accurate treatment or the most um, relative and, and, and up-to-date treatments. And, you know, just to be that informative, uh, inform, inform, uh, informed and, and be able to, to educate the appropriate way, which, you know, I believe um, all of us try and be. You know, I mean, it goes to the core, to the heart of the ethics and, and the morals of being a medical assistant or for being in the healthcare field, period, you know, you... You're not there to cause harm. You're not there to cause um, any kind of confusion. You're there to help. You're there to comfort. You're there to 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 help an individual in their need. You know. I mean, this goes anywhere from a two-month-old to a 93-year-old, which you know we've had that. <clears throat> excuse me, we've had that 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 dynamic there in my urgent care. So you know, through this, trying to be the most you know honest and ethically and morally appropriate uh, healthcare provider there's a lot of propaganda and outside information that comes in that makes our job worse makes my job worse anyway or harder rather should I say because people are berated with all this false information negative information you know they're scared they're scared they're just told the bad stuff but never told the good stuff oh you know COVID-19 is going to kill you so don't get it you know, that's not necessarily true 100% of the time. You can get it and, and treat it appropriately, you know, and feel sick and, 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 and stay home and quarantine and, you know, get this virus through and, and you'll be fine. You just got to follow the rules. You got to follow what your provider tells you. You know, you have to, you have to try and, and, and adhere and apply to all of these rules that are and regulations that are being enacted by our municipal governments, state, you know, even national, which, anyways, you know, social distancing, the masking, you know, and, and, and last week, I, I believe I covered, you know, the whole masking issue where you know, people are, individuals are just very reluctant, they're very, you know, against it, you know, and I don't think it has really anything to do with the masking, it's being told what to do, you're not telling me what to do, you can't tell me to wear a mask, you know, well, no one's telling you what to do, you know, we're asking you for your help to be part of the solution for this pandemic that's happening right now, you know. Just the other day at work, we had a gentleman come in with uh, their spouse and and uh, just did not agree to wearing a face covering, but decided to to sit in our foyer. You know. Unfortunately, we had to take uh, specific measures, and you know, law enforcement came out and spoke to him, and you know, it, it just it just made the day that much harder for everybody. Not just. You know, for us as the healthcare providers to have that in the back of our mind, like, oh my gosh, you know, this really can't happen to us at any time. But I can just imagine what it was like for all of the, you know, patients that are, that were waiting uh, for treatment or care. They're probably thinking, oh man, is it like this? Or does it, does it give them, 
you know, does it make them you know, even more apprehensive about going to, to, to receive medical care because there's going to be defiant individuals all around? Well, you know, unfortunately, it's a 50-50 shot. So, um, again, for all those out there that are, you know, sticking to the rules and everything, thank you very much. And for all of you out there that aren't, I hope you find it in yourself eventually to understand and realize that this is a serious issue and we need to we, we need to protect one another, you know. And if, if not for ourselves, for our families, for our kids, for our spouses, because if we can keep ourselves safe, our kids safe, our spouses safe, in turn, when they go into the community, they can keep everybody else safe. Because, again, you know, you've got these mass gatherings, whether on the beaches, the parties, you know, grocery store, whatever, these measures are necessary, Okay. So please, I, I, I hope uh, I hope this makes some sense. So, you know, thank you for doing the right thing if you are. If you're not, I, I hope eventually the light comes on. But going back to, you know, being that we're berated with all this negative and false information, um, the biggest thing that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that happened this week was this, or last week, was this, this show of, of, of power behind this hydrochloroquine and and Azithromax, you know, they, they, they even uh, showed an African-American doctor uh, on the footsteps of a building saying, we have a cure, no need to quarantine, you know, we have, well, this is not true, you know, it, it came out this week by a very reputable uh, medical institution and, and by, the, by the FDA, rather, I believe that hydrochloroquine has been uh, specifically and has been uh, labeled as not safe, period. So there's no more trials, there's no more tests, it's just been decided it is not safe. Even though it's had a very, 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 a very small, uh, a very small positive, it's had more negative, you know, it's had more negative uh, uh, reactions to patients, you know, it's made patients even more ill, so therefore it's just not, it's not real, it's not, it's not true. You know, and all of you out there that, that, are, that are drinking that Kool-Aid, uh, you know, that you're getting from your administration or if you're of that population that believes that, oh, yes, it's the answer, it's the cure, well, then I really hope that you don't get sick or anybody in your family gets sick and decide to take this medication and find out that it doesn't work as opposed to doing the right thing, follow the 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 municipal measures, government measures, you know, social distancing, um, masking, and um, and washing your hands you know, instead of relying on false evidence false proof and these people they were called doctors on the front line or something like that apparently before that uh, outrageous ridiculous and stupid show of of, of conviction uh, that, that that for sure it was a cure that there's no reason to quarantine no reason to fear um, it's just before that I think it was I think that group had just formed like 10 or 12 days before that so there's a lot of questions there, you know, this, this re-election time, you know, why all of a sudden was this, this, this group of doctors that is so sure, you know, you know, doctors on the front line or whatever, that they know for sure that this is a cure and that this is an end all to the, to the COVID-19 virus, you know, no, that is not true. And that whoever that physician is, I hope she's ridiculed and I hope she is found to be a quack and I hope, you know, anybody who knows better knows right can just look at her and say wow you are part of the problem you're part of the root of the problem you know as doctors you took that hippocratic oath you know you you, you promised in front of god and and your classmates you know and your family or children to not harm anybody and by going out there propagandizing things that are not true because one you are you know in awe of you know this tv personality or because for some reason you feel like you're going to lose your job, or because you don't want to look like an idiot on that front, well, you, you've just made yourself the biggest idiot. The biggest idiot. You know, all those in, in, in healthcare that understand that this hydrochloroquine acetromax is not the answer, we, all we can do is sit back and wonder, oh man, how much worse is it going to get? What's, what's the next cure? You know, just like, you know, the intravenous use of Clorox and you know, using vapes, uh, you know, Lysol, whatever. it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's not the way medicine works. Medicine is a science. It's not a witchcraft, you know. 
But then again, in in time, you know, in this time, there's always been, you know, crazy people out there that have, you know, their their own thoughts and conspiracy theorists and, you know, hey man, you know, I really believe Bigfoot's real. I think aliens are out there. I believe in la llorona y la cucuy, el cucuy, but that doesn't mean that I believe that this medication is is effective either. You know, I know better. You know, 28 years, I understand what the hydrochloroquine is good for, what Zithromax is good for, and for this, it's not good for that. You know, those of us in the healthcare field, in the clinical sense, you know, we we, we try to keep up with the latest news to know what's good out there and, and what's 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 valuable for the patient. And we get issues like this. Oh man, it just it, it doesn't help anything, especially for all of those that are already non-believers in the healthcare uh, system. You know, and you, you you feed them crap like this, it doesn't help, and it just makes um, you know access to medical care and, and access to patients to provide that care even harder so you know those out there again that are are you know are eating that cheese to believe that you know hydrochloroquine uh, zithromax is the answer it's the cure please do a better study do a better um uh, informative look uh, research and understand what it's good for and and also learn why it's not good for covid 19 and why it's not effective understand that and then make a better decision okay I ask you to do that. And so, you know, th- this week was very significant as well as I've seen uh, this this change in people, even within my family, you know, this, this, this change that COVID-19 is doing to people. You know, just the name itself, you know, COVID-19, you know, uh, neuro-COVID or neurovirus and C-19, how it's changing people. You know, I think the name just itself strikes the fear because... You know, the whole time, like I said, since the beginning of this of this pandemic, you know, we're, we're given all the bad, 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 all of the, the false, 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 all of the inaccurate, inaccurate, inaccurate news. You know, we're given death rates, we're getting infection rates, but we're not told about the good being done out there. We're not told about the lives that we have saved. We're not told about the people that have done all the hard work, medical assistants, nurses, doctors, laboratory technicians, front desk staff. We don't hear that. So, you know, you've got people just watching the news, watching the news, watching the news, and the news is only reporting this negative stuff. Well, no wonder why people are freaking out. No wonder why people feel like there's no answer out there. Because nobody will get on TV and talk about the good things. Nobody will get on there or the radio or whatever, Internet, and say, hey, yeah, all this is happening. Yes, we're having a higher incidence of of exposures, but that's through testing. But, you know... We are catching people that we that, that we do in the early phases. We treat them, or rather we educate them how to quarantine, how to be safe, and they get better. You know, in the beginning when this when this virus first hit, we didn't know nothing about it. I mean, the, the coronavirus has been around for a long time. If you get a can of Lysol and you turn it around and there's this beige label at the top, you're going to find back there that it's it's effective for the human coronavirus. So therefore, this virus has been around for for a long time. It's just a matter of uh, of specific genetic type of this virus. Uh, You know, it's genetic makeup, uh, you know, the the way its DNA functions and what it does once it it affects the individual. You know, that's where the difference is in in the name uh, coronavirus. The virus itself has been around, but it's it's its molecular and metabolic structure that that causes issues within uh, individuals. You know, that's another thing to look up and... And I'm trying to understand is is the, is the genetic and metabolic processes that this virus goes through, and and what causes it to infect individuals, and, and how it does. But just the name itself is striking all this fear. It's causing uh, it's it's causing compli- it's causing uh, complications in, in 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 human interaction. I mean, it's it's causing problems in in the belief of the healthcare system. You know, somebody um, who I'm very close to. Uh, was possibly exposed, you know, and, and all all she could think was is, well, you know, I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, or, you know, why should I even do this? Why should I even try and, and test? What for? Because if I have it, I have it. You know, that's, that, and, and that was, and that was very frustrating, you know, and, 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 even, and it even felt very hopeless for me. You know, and those of us that are out there in clinics testing, you know, because medical assistants are testing, you know, here in the state of Washington anyways, uh, Governor Inslee did uh, lift the um, supervisory uh, laws for the medical assistants. 
you know, which, uh, which, are, which here in Washington uh, allows the medical assistants to swab nasopharyngeal or anterior nasal uh, swabs for this. You know? So the medical assistants are out there on the front line handling this virus. You know? You know, I'm in clinic handling it, transporting it, you know, uh, grabbing the vial by hand, bagging it. I'm PPE. You know, thank, and, and thank to my God, I came out negative on a serology test. You know? But yeah, so you've got individuals like me that are out there frontline doing this, you know, living up to our ethics and, 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 and morals, you know, to provide the best care. And yeah, it scares the hell out of me because I have, you know, I have a family, I have a child and, you know, and, and I have to worry about bringing this home and, and infecting them or infecting coworkers or infecting people out in public. But I cannot let this name COVID-19 dictate my life. I cannot let this virus dictate my life. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you know, in the beginning when we had to, uh, when we had the uh, involuntary, you know, lockdown and everything, man, that upset me. Yeah, when they told me that I had to wear a mask every day, man, that upset me. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I was saying no. But you know what? Since it's not about me and it's about protecting uh, public health, I did it. Now, I know for a fact that masking helps because... That's what helps during the flu season as well is, you know, paying attention to droplet precaution. Coughing, sneezing, coughing to your arm, you know, sneezing to a, a, a napkin or, you know, it's, it's the same method. It's just you're just basically wearing your sleeve or your napkin on your nose really is what it is. So, you know, it's not so much for me to be protected from you in that sense, but it's for me protecting you. So, you know, when I sneeze or speak, I don't, you know, let out that droplet precaution in essence you know, uh, affecting you, you know, and, and we need to stick together, you know, we, we need to make it through this hard time together, we need to understand that this potentially could get worse, and that currently there's nothing out there enforcing the fact that there's good being done out there, that there has been, that there have been many lives that have been saved, you know, we have to go out there knowing that uh, purposely, I'm going to go to work and put myself in danger and put myself in the face of of, uh, of exposure. My coworkers put themselves in the face of exposure and they go home to their families. They go home to friends. They go to the grocery store. They go they go to public places and they adhere to the social distancing and masking rules. But still, it's still an exposure risk. And I do that every, I do that four days a week, maybe five or six if I pick up overtime. Now, can you imagine how many healthcare providers out there are doing the same thing? But they do it because this is what they signed up for. They do it because they're either enough for this kind of thing or because it is their, it, it, it's their duty. You know, when they went to school, they, they made a promise to take care of people no matter how hot it got. No matter how, uh, you know, deadly it can be or how infectious or, or how, you know, how negatively it can impact us. We still go out there and we do it. And again, this ranges medical assistants, you know, certified nursing assistants who are out there being given you know, the poo of the worst jobs, you know, and how about those that are part of environmental services, janitorial staff, you know, not just in hospitals, but clinics and, and schools, you know, nobody thinks about them because, you know, I guess since they're such a lower, you know, class of, of uh, such a lower uh, part of the structure, they're just not thought upon. They're just thought, well, you know, that's what they, that's where they chose to be. No, they didn't choose to be that. They chose to help people. So they took the best way that they could to start either start their future or because they want to take care of people. So all of you out there that are that thought of mind that, oh, well, a CNA or a janitor, uh -uh. if it weren't for those people, would you do it? No, I don't think so. Because if you're, if, if you're narcissistic, if you're narcissistic enough to think like that, then what's the, then what's the point in trying to even talk to you? You know, again, you know, people like you that are narcissists, people like you that just think that, you know, this administration is the best that we've had because it's the whole truth, you know, and it's, and it's, it's that, you know, I just hope you don't get this, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because those of you that think that this is a bunch of bull or that it's, 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 it's a created or it's a hoax, you know, because of you, you're half that population that are going out there and spreading this damn thing when it happens. The other half are just the, the knuckleheads that just choose not to abide by the rules because they don't want to be told what to do because they have a right to choice no, no, no. but I'm going to tell you something just because you think you have the right to your as I as I said last week your your freedom and liberty um, 
you have the right to sit down, think about things the appropriate way, and do the right thing. Actually, you don't have the right. You have the the responsibility to do that. Sit down and think about the right thing. You know, I, I laugh at the news uh, at the news segments that say, "Okay, a whole beach of kids went out to party, and now a half to two thirds of them are sick." Or a, or a family had a house party and they're all sick. Well, you know what? You kind of asked for it. And you don't believe it's real until things like that happen? Whatever. I just hope, uh, again, you know, I wouldn't wish this my worst enemy. But again, you know, if, 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 if you have any sense of direction in your life, any sense of morality, you know, please pull that forward and put that narcissism behind you. And, and take that time, that time that you use arguing and arguing, and uh, that time that you use, you know, contradicting, why don't you use that time to educate yourself, to learn about this, to learn how it's affecting people, and to learn how it can affect you if it hasn't. Because I know, I know there are, I'm sure there's a good amount of people out there that thought that this was a hoax, and now they've been infected, and they had to quarantine. And I'm sure there are people out there, unfortunately, that thought that this was a hoax or a joke, and now they're, they're gone, they've died, they've passed away. And now the families are upset. And now it's another conspiracy. The Democrats did it. The Democrats sent it in, in, in an envelope and infected them. You know, just like that uh, congressman that, that went to session without a mask and he ended up positive with the coronavirus. There's a stupid excuse. Oh, well, I was just handling my mask a lot. So, you know, that's probably how I got it. I can't believe somebody that ignorant, that ignorant, would even be in a position to make law. To make law. I can only imagine the people that voted for him. Forget it. You know, and this type of behavior flows into another issue is deception and, and lying. People are lying to get in the clinic to test, you know. And and it's not and, and it's it's no it's no big news. It's no it's nothing new to know that, you know, there's not this overabundance of testing out there, you know. We're there to test the symptomatic people. We're there to test those that are possibly exposed to symptomatic, you know. I, I don't know what's in the works right now as far as maybe a, a mail-in option or something like that or some kind of a saliva test. Who knows? But what I'm saying is um, there are people that are, that are coming to clinics, urgent cares, and their doctors, and they're saying just the right words to get in. And then they get in and they lie. And they say, well, you know, I did register with this chief complaint, but now that I'm back here, I'm actually having these symptoms which are COVID-related. And then they test, and then they come out negative. You know, and it's just for their, you know, that's wrong. Because what you're doing is when you're going in and you're deceptively registering in a clinic and saying that it's for one thing, and then you get to the back of the clinic and say it's for another, you have potentially exposed all of the individuals you've come across with because you wanted to lie, and you wanted to deceive. Now, I understand this is a scary situation. And I would love for everybody out there to get tested. I would love for there to be like a mass mail out of, 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 uh, of PCR, polymerase chain reaction tests. I would love that. That would be great. That would be ideal because then we can just test everybody at once and catch everybody who is who, who's asymptomatic and who's probably symptomatic mildly or those that are starting infection. And even then, you know, if you test too early, you could still have it. We just don't pick up uh, enough of, uh, of, uh, of a viral sample. But in effect, while you're going around lying about symptoms and, and trying to get in and this and that, because otherwise you would probably be told, no, since you're not symptomatic, you know, hopefully you don't. Uh, but if you do become symptomatic, then please call us back. That's not right. Again, you're part of the problem by being deceptive and lying and potentially exposing all of these people. You see, and here's the thing, your conscience will never weigh on you because you will never know. For all you know, all you've done is you've gone to a clinic, you've lied to get in, to get tested, you've gone out, and you've walked out. You know? And because you're not going to see all of these people you've came across ever again, it doesn't weigh on you. You don't think about, oh, did I expose? No, because it's a one-for-all, well, you know, one, you know, one-for-all mentality, you know, you above the rest. That's wrong. Not in this situation. So all of you out there that are that are thinking about lying just to get tested, please don't do that. Because in effect, if you are without infection and you go somewhere and you're on somebody who's 
potentially infected, you potentially expose yourself. So you know what? It just might happen either way. But don't lie because you could put yourself in that, that, that situation. You know, obviously this is an unprecedented time. You know, we've learned so much about it since the beginning. So much work is being done. So much work has been done. And this is the way of life that we should be following. We should be leading by example. We should be there to help each other, to be, as I say, a steward of our community, a steward to our family. And that's what makes the difference. Everybody who I see uh, masking, uh, you know, sanitizing their hands, I applaud you because you are part of the solution. You are part of the solution. And for all of you out there that still think this is a joke, well, um, I, I wish the best for you. But with all that come together, how's that affected me being a medical assistant? Oh, heck, you know. I mean, I have to fight hard. Well, not fight hard. Well, okay, I have to fight harder to, to convince an individual. You know, I have to fight harder to keep myself from being exposed. I have to fight harder to keep my sanity, to keep my individuality in check. Because I'm out there every day, you know, well, four days a week, uh, like I said, purposely exposing myself, you know. I'm trying to keep myself mentally in check, you know, and try and keep myself mentally strong for my family. Yeah, you know, I can't go around, you know, place myself potential exposure and then, you know, not worry about the family. And that's that's stupid. Like I said before, I'm tired. My body is tired. And it's sad. It's sad to hear of all the new cases and all the new deaths and how it could have been prevented. Now, uh, I'm not sure if there are of you that are listening that still don't think that this is a real deal or it's still a hoax. You know, again, I hope it doesn't happen to you, but because of people like you, you know, this makes this situation so much worse. You know, and on that, I would love if anybody out there is listening, if they are of the conspiracy theory um, um, uh, era or if you think that this, you know, send me a message, anchor.fm, send me a voice message. Um, if you're listening to me at apple.com, go to All Things Medical Assistance, send me a message. If you're watching this upload on YouTube, please go ahead and, and leave a comment. And whatever it is that I get, I will address at the next uh, podcast. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is Santino Tez for All Things Medical Assistant. Thank you for um, listening. Again, if you're a new uh, listener or a viewer, please uh, subscribe, uh, like the video, hit that bell so you're notified for the next uh, episode. And then as well, I try and upload once a week, a Friday, try no later than Saturday. So sometimes I'll be a couple of days late if, if, if I'm still trying to decide on a topic to speak about. But um, either way, please be safe. Be a steward to yourself, to your family, to your community. And um, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.